What is up, everyone? Welcome to Instructions Not Included. I am your host and podcast creator, Ian. And I have a very special guest for you today. He is the first guest that we've had on this show. And it's his first time being on a podcast. And we've just been talking for like the last half hour, which probably could have been an entire show for my other podcast, but it's all good. We'll let that go. Because I always find myself doing this like, oh man, I'm having these great conversations with people and I could be recording this and I'm not and it could have been a show and it wasn't. So here we are with my new friend and fan. I have a fan. This is crazy. I mean, I have, you know, a handful of fans, but one that I have interacted with. His name is Justin from Florida and he's a, he's a dad. He's a dad. Of course he is because this is a, a show about dad. So, Justin, why don't you say hi to everyone and uh, make up your own little introduction. I am buzzed on whiskey, as Justin knows, so I'm just telling everyone else now. So, uh, yeah, go for it, man. The floor is yours. What's going on, everybody? Um, I'm a 25-year-old dad, new at it. My son's 11 months old. Uh, being a dad's pretty cool, and I wouldn't trade the world for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you have eleven month year old son. How's yes. how's that how has that been going? <laughs> oh man, that's uh from uh getting pregnant to now it's been quite the journey. Um uh, my son being born while I was in active duty Air Force uh was pretty great, um medical medical bill wise, and then uh just uh, my wife having, uh, my wife and I having COVID when she was eight months pregnant, uh, mm. definitely was really scary, yep. uh, but it became a benefit for us because we got to go off to the better hospital off base that has a NICU just in case. Mm-hmm. And we got to, uh, hear his heartbeat through a stress test every week for the past, for the month, uh, until he was born. So like it was, it was great. It was scary, but it definitely benefited in the end. Yeah. So I, uh, if I remember, so COVID started going crazy. Um, my wife was still pregnant if I remember correctly, because he was born in 2020. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already, yeah, 2020. And so he was born in July and I remember I, you know, I was, we won't go down the COVID rabbit hole, but I was stressing about it. It was scary. It was scary. We can admit, you know, it was terrifying because we didn't, we still didn't know at the time what was going on and we didn't get COVID while she was pregnant. So I was, I was happy about that, but I was, I was a little bit, you know, wiping down everything six to seven times, you know, that extra paranoia. Can you relate to that? Uh, yeah, definitely. I definitely did the whole wiping down everything because just being sick in general is mm-hmm. sucks. You can't breathe. You can't, well, I could taste, but you just, uh, just feel icky. And then my wife not being able to bend down to like pick up tissues, whatever. She yeah. literally looked like a, a soap opera where it's like crying <laughs> and tissues all the ground. But I'm like, those thoughts come to your head. Like, you're like, Hey, pick that up. And you're like, wait, Oh, she's eight months pregnant. She can't yeah. even bend over. I'm like, I got to do be, it. Sensitivity being changed. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Man, she had, you guys had COVID at eight months. I, oof, my stress level would have been pouring over <laughs> if that was us, man. How did you handle I, that? Yeah, I, rem- I remember the phone call to my father-in-law very uh, vividly 
or I'm like, hey, oh, I don't know. It's like, hey, why do you get my daughter sick? I'm like, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I did not intentionally mean to. I had no idea where I got it. Um, but it's kind of, you can't help it, but, um, we end up sleeping separately. Like she slept in the bed that we have the elevated bed and then I slept on the couch, but the doctor said, unless you switch the air duct and your waves, things blow in your house, apartment, it's not going to change, but we just weren't breathing on each other. Yeah. And I actually slept, I fell asleep on the couch easily. And it was good, but she didn't like that because she thought like we were like breaking up or something. <laughs> I'm sleeping on the couch, but I did it for like I I tried to help, but I uh, at least I got paid for it being on you know active duty military on salary. Like uh, I got paid to be sick in in a way, but um, that lucky, definitely lucky uh, I'm glad we, we got through it. And I had to get another test on base to make sure we were we were good to go or. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I actually didn't because they, you know, they kept changing like, oh, this is, it's this many days, this many days. Yeah. And like after so much, you're like you're good to go. But once I was able to smell, like, you know, things were a lot better. So did you get it first or did she get it first or did you get it at like, I, the same time? I, I did. Okay. I did. Yeah, we got it. We eventually got it. Um, it was, a, so he was born in July, 2020. We didn't get COVID until like February, 2021. And, and my son got it as well. And he and I both had like, you ever been outside when it's kind of cold and you get sniffles because it's cold? Oh yeah. I, I, I was stationed in Ohio, so I definitely know being cold is like, <laughs> yeah. So that's how it was for us just for a weekend. That was the extent of my son and I's COVID. Um, my wife on the other hand, yeah, she lost her. I think she lost, I can't remember if it was taste or smell. And my, I want to say it was taste and she lost it for a couple months. But if I remember correctly in regards to like the sickness part, it wasn't that bad, but she did. I want to say she lost her taste for a, a little while and it, and it took a bit to come back. And then we ended up getting COVID again. Oh man. August that same year. And what? yeah. And, and, and we're not vaccinated and we we're not going to get vaccinated. But we ended up getting August or October, somewhere around that, um, the same year. And I can't remember the symptoms my wife had. I don't, she didn't lose taste or smell, but I, I had like this, I was like demoing a deck on my rental <laughs> and like it would come in waves and I've never had the flu before. I have no idea what the flu feels like. I've never had the flu. I've never had pink eye. I've never had strep throat. Um, <sighs> What's the, I, I don't even know. I don't get sick. I, I never used to get sick too often until I had a kid. So when I had COVID the second time, um, I was demoing a deck and then I'd get like kind of like a seasick feeling. I'm like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta go in bed. I got, I'm cold. So I would go in bed. I'd put the covers on me and it was like an hour or two and then it would go away and I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to go demo a deck now. And then I would demo the deck for like two hours and it would come back and it would do that for like two days. And then that was the extent of like my second time getting COVID. And that was, that was pretty much it. I can't remember if it was 2021 or 2022. I feel like it was 2022 now, but I don't freaking know, man. The last three years I feel like have, have gone by in like a blink of an eye to be honest surprisingly as like lockdown and everything like we were 
I can't remember shit for the last three years, <laughs> probably because I've had a kid. So, yeah, yeah that um, yeah, the last couple of years have been nuts for me. I um, the last time the the last thing before on being sick, the last time I was sick before COVID was November of uh, twenty nineteen when I was deployed. Uh, that sucked, but maybe maybe it was pre pre COVID. Who knows? Like. And but we were in a giant fishbowl, so um, I don't, that might be one for the other podcast. But like the King of Jordan shutting down, mm. uh, in and out, so that's public knowledge. So, um, right, <laughs> yeah, that was they treated it like we were in the states. I'm glad I missed everything. Well, my poor wife and well, my cat, my cat son, like. <laughs> He's pretty. He's my first kid. He taught me how to be a dad in some sort of way. But yeah, he, um, he, um, um, my mom coming and getting them and taking them down to Florida to help um, make the time go by. So yeah. until I got home, I got home in June of 2020. Right on. So you had, so you guys had COVID eight months in the pregnancy. Did you have? How was the birth? Was there anything that was it smooth? Was there anything chaotic? What was going through your mind also at the same time? So we got it. She got induced um, uh, three days before his actual due date. Um, his original due date was March 18th, but he was born on the 15th. Uh, she, we went to the hospital. She got induced around 8, 8.23. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that number. Eight, eight, like around 8.30 mm-hmm. Monday night. Um, her labor was 20 hours. Um, he... Uh, just didn't want to, he didn't want to come out his head. I know nobody can see me, but his head was turned sideways Mm -hmm. and it took like the whole, the whole team, like everybody, like it was like, Hey, tap, tap out. Like you're good. (laughs) It's my turn now. Like doing the tug of war with her, everything. And then they end up having to use forceps. Um, But we had to discuss what, like it was, it was, very close to a uh, c-section mm-hmm. but um we um, we wanted to exhaust all options first because my mother-in-law and my father-in-law flew up from where we live in florida to where my son was born in ohio and uh my mother-in-law is one that argues with the nurses yeah. like <laughs> i had a kid 20 years ago then the nurse is like i've been doing this for seven years don't tell me how to do my job and then my wife's struggling. I'm trying to get, have a baby. And when it came to discussing what we're going to do, they're like, yeah, you get out. It says nothing. You're not, you're not involved here. And in, in that sort of way, if you understand what I'm referring to, and it's like medical discussion is between yeah. mother and father. And we're like, I took her advice and I'm glad we did because by the time, you know, four to six weeks would it take to recover my wife, we were already going to like, the zoo or going to visit or whatever we were doing. I can't remember, yeah. but, um, I definitely am glad we did that, but man, that going through, um, uh, like as soon as he came out, like it was kind of like, and, and pinch me. Am I dreaming? Yep. Like, is this like, I'm seeing my, my human son with my own eyes. And it was like, the like all the, restlessness or the uh, exhaustion of bending over telling my wife push push for all those hours and then like it was like a shot of like like narcan or something yeah. and you're like like whoa that's uh 
that's uh insane like uh, i just woke up and i was such a proud dad um just want to note that i'd never had narcan news i mean I <laughs> adrenaline but adrenaline rush yeah. yeah like you, you you and i both know it's like that what a yeah the adrenaline it gives you but that's what it felt like i'm just being i'm just being bluntly honest yeah, like man. that's that's i can still recall it uh the picture i took with him um my, my mother-in-law took me when he was on the heater uh when they're weighing him you know yeah. looking at him like the biggest smile like i can never replicate that probably yeah. ever again it's such a proud dad moment yeah man i uh yeah, you definitely hit the spot when it comes to that because I, I felt the same way. Like, I remember when he came out, and I was like, holy shit, like, we made this. That is part of me. <laughs> and, of course, I did the whole cliche thing. Like, I was like, okay, he's got he's got five toes on his on his left foot. He's got five toes on his right foot. He's got, he's got ten digits total on the hands. Like, I was counting all that. I was making sure, like, okay, he's, he's crying. He's breathing. They did the suction thing. And it's like a, it was like a shift, man. I went into like this protective animalistic instinct, like the second he came out and it hasn't turned off and it won't, I know this, it will not turn off for us. Um, and I remember like all the stresses politically, financially, even though it's like birthing a child is expensive. <laughs> Thankfully our insurance covered every single, like Nicole, my, my wife is double covered. So like we didn't pay a damn dime, but I mean all that stuff like melted away. Like I didn't really freaking care, but also at the same time, I remember looking at the nurses like, do you guys, do you know what you're doing? You're doing that right. Right. You're handling him correctly. <laughs> In my mind, I was, I was challenging them, even though it's like, yes, they're experts at this. They do this 20 times a day. Um, yeah, I won't ever forget that, man. Uh, how was, how was the bench you were probably sitting on in the, uh, in the delivery room? Uh, I, I wasn't sitting on nothing. I was definitely standing hunched <laughs> over. Like the, well, I mean, uh, like, like prior to the pregnancy, was there a bench that you were oh, probably oh, sleeping oh, on? Oh, okay. Like the bed chair, I guess it's like, where do they have? Cause you know, the room they deliver in. And then they transition you, but it was like something like that. You can still sleep in, but it's definitely that typical delivery room, like hard cushion. It's yep. not a cushion. It's not a bench, like how hard it is, but um, it might've been a chair, but I remember sitting there like, you know, my, my wife's getting induced and then just, you know, talking with uh, like, we had a group chat in my work. And I will remember this to this day. Like I was just like, you know, I didn't care. I was on date. I was on baby leave from that point or pretty much like from the start of like going to the hospital till afterwards. Yeah. And, um, I remember texting our group, like a funny meme or something. And my (laughs) master sergeant was like, shouldn't you be like, you know, like helping your wife have a baby. I'm like, like, Hey man, like she's, getting a dude's like what am i supposed to do exactly like, like, like i'm there for her I'm with her but that i pretty like rubbed that rubbed me wrong i was pretty irritated but then like you just said like i didn't care anymore i'm like hey i'm on on uh almost by then uh, like 42 days of baby leave plus you know the weekends by the time i went back to work i was yeah. talking to my supervisor and he's like yeah you're the one that's about to go on two months of leave like paid leave like like yeah screw them I was like, right. yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I was, the reason why I bring up the bench is because any dad, every dad I've talked to, even though, yes, mom, moms are doing all the work. They are 100% doing everything. All we are there is like, we're, we're a cheerleader. That's all we're doing. That's yes. it. But I do like mentioning like, okay, the bench we sit on is extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> it's a, it's a piece of plywood with a, with a cushion on it. But I, I laugh now because, and I don't know if I mentioned this in prior episodes, but my sister, um, my niece, she, she had a, a daughter almost a year ago. My niece is turning one, I believe in a month, month or two, two months, one month, doesn't matter soon. Um, my sister was like, did you know that those, the bench, the same hospital that I had, that we had our child in, she's like, you know, those turn into a bed, right? I'm like, fuck you, dude. No way. No way. Because I sat on that thing and I laid on it as much as I could. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll squish playing my Nintendo switch. I was playing Civ five or something. All I can do. And during COVID, I couldn't, I was allowed to leave the hospital like once every 24 hours. So I didn't leave at all, but that was like how strict they were, you know, but she, I just, I couldn't help but laugh. Cause like just recently, like within the last few months, she's like, you know, those benches turned into beds. I'm like, fuck off, man. No way. There's no way it turned into a bed. That would have been so much better experience for me <laughs> sitting and waiting on my bony ass and uh, apparently it turns into a bed. So now we're just going to have to have a second kid so I can prove this freaking point that she's trying to make that it turns into a bed because that bench, man, I would have I gone round and round with that bench if it uh, wasn't, you know, the couple days before my son was born. I would have totally chopped that thing up and, and set it on fire because I hated it. It's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> I, uh, I can recall the whole hospital visit being there we were there what three days um but in the delivery room um waiting on my in-laws to fly up which they almost didn't make it because they got on a plane that had technical errors like the wing or something was messed up literally getting on just to get off and then my father-in-law who's terrified of flying and gets that news and but they just they just made it and uh What's funny is I, my wife and I talking before, you know, before baby, you know, all those talks are like, I'm not going to do this with my kid. We're not going to watch this. We're not going to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> like we want to have like this baby uh, alone, like no support, no help because everybody says we're going to do this and that. But by God, I was so glad they were there because there was no way we could have done this alone because those first couple of nights were terrible. Yeah. I was, uh, I needed all the help I can get, especially with the exhaust, the exhaustion. So like, um, do you mean first couple of nights, like at the hospital or when you finally got home? Oh, uh, when we got home, sorry, I'm jumping in. Jumping no, that's ahead. fine. That was my next question. It was like, tell me your first few nights. Um, night one, we'll just, we'll categorize. I'll, I'll keep it organized. Night number one, go. Okay, we we went home. We I remember we set up the, the car seat and that going home. Uh, we set up our elevated bed. My mother helped. Um, I remember we had the noise, the white noise thing with the lights. We had like the whole. It was like a production and everything. Uh, um, all all the works, bells and whistles. 
and we elevated the bed, getting in, just like so scared, like he was gonna break. That's why I was like, I don't like. What do I do with my hands? Yep. <laughs> what do I put on? Because I thought I was gonna do everything wrong. The doctors and nurses were like, he's not gonna break and can bend, do all this and that. Especially like doing the whole wrapping while yep. we're in the hospital, like. Oh my god, you're gonna break them! And they're like over here, like wrapping like he's at Chipotle or something, like wrapping like a burrito, like spinning it up like a web. And um, but no, but that right there is kind of a blur. But I just remember sitting there, like the pillow, my mom all handed them to me, um, like trying to like sleep, you know, not sleeping, but like awake and just so he, he relaxes. Mm-hmm. Cause they were in the next room over and she's like, call me if you need, or like, come and get me if you need any help. And cause she was like the same way she was resting, but not asleep. Yeah. And she did it and came and helped and like, with like latching or like just helping my wife in general. Um, I just remember being very exhausted and knowing how I'm doing, but I was very proud of what we were doing. That's good. No, yeah, like I can. So I remember because Atlas was born at like the height of COVID. So everyone was paranoid about being around each other, even like own own family. So I remember, I remember putting him in the car seat for the first time. I was so damn careful. Like you're handling, you are handling the most valuable thing on the planet right then and there right so i'm strapping him in you know and we and of course i'm in the right lane going as slow as freaking possible and at the time july of that particular year was you know the height of covid and i brought him to my parents place so they basically we rolled down the passenger window so they they could see him that that was it that was their first introduction to my son because at the you know, my son's two and a half years old so at that time everyone was freaked out of covid and uh they saw him through the car window being down and you know they looked at him that was it so like my wife and i were we were 100 like on our own at home and i remember <laughs> and i mentioned this i think in one of the episodes the probably the first episode but uh we put him in like the the little rocking swing and obviously he's in the same room as us because I'm a paranoid, I'm a param, I'm, I get pretty freaking paranoid, man. So he's, and, I, and he was crying and I remember looking at my wife and we had this same look. And I always ask some of these dads, like, have you had this look before, especially within the first few days of being home? We had the same look, like, what the fuck did we just get ourselves into? Like uh, there was... Yeah. Can you can you agree to that? Like at some point in time within the first week, did you have that look? Oh yeah, that definitely. Like you're you're so used to doing everything on your own. Like you can go here, go there, and you're like this. Like this sucks, but you know <laughs> yeah. you had nine months to prepare for this mentality to yep. change. And but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? The nine months you prepared for it hadn't had like nothing to do with that first moment. And you're just like, okay, this, then you realize like that moment between my wife and I, where we're like, we looked at each other for like four seconds and we're like, what did we just do? What did we do? 
And he was freaking out. And I remember texting my friend Stephanie at like one in the morning. <laughs> like, cause I was like, I'm not going to Google shit. I'm not Googling anything. Cause if you Google something, it's going to tell you that your child is dying. And then it lists like all the steps prior to that, but it always does like worst case scenario. Right. So the, something happened. I don't know. Like the poop was looking weird. I, I, t- I was totally ready for the black poop, you know, like the gooey stuff. Most of that stuff was done while we were in the hospital. And then my friend Stephanie actually mentioned, you know, like don't freak out if they pee finally. And it's like pink or red because it's like, you know, urine crystals that are coming out. It's supposed to look like that. It's going to look like that for the first, first time they pee or second time. So she, she, the moment she mentioned that, like that actually happened. And uh, so I was, I was prepared for that. But I remember messaging her like, at, like one in the morning I don't remember what it was. I sent her a picture of something. I was like, does this look normal? And it did. It was normal. <laughs> but I had to look with my wife. And I'll never forget that because, like, we looked at it like, what What are we doing? Did we just, did we just, what the fuck did we just get into? And then we just kind of jumped into the mode. And we, and we worked through it. But, he, yeah, he was in, like, in this little, like, swing uh, he slept there for like a couple of weeks, months maybe. And uh, I remember like sleeping next to him quite often because I was paranoid because right. my wife mentioned something. She was like, I, I knew about SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, right? I knew about it for months. I've read about it during the pregnancy, you know? And the way she said it, triggered in my mind and like since then i was like holy shit you're right i'm not gonna sleep for the next year and a half yeah (laughs) and then i I went into that mode man and and for some reason how she said it sent me in that direction and that was it for me dude i was i'm to this day constantly checking on him anytime i wake up in the middle of the night i check on him so do do you can you relate to that at all? Oh yeah, it's even even still um my wife slept on his side and it is um uh like almost like talking like Talladega nights like baby Jesus in the manger the <laughs> the um it's not his crib but whatever that it's like round and soft and almost like old fashioned that rocks back and forth we got it as a like a gift it was like a hand me down that my grandma found or it was in perfect condition and um she slept inches away from him like she was on high alert i was i've always been like that um i'm very light sleeper but like i said my in-laws were there but then eventually my mom came um up from where she lives in florida and she stayed for weeks Mm -hmm. um so we got a got a schedule uh, like a night, night night shift, day shift, where I stay up till three or four o'clock in the morning. Then my wife would uh, get up or my mom, and then so like we can sleep in shifts. Oh yeah. Um. So that definitely worked out a lot better because everybody being uh, awake and miserable would not help um, the baby. So um, that definitely was amazing. Like shout out to all the moms and moms and dads or whoever supports their sons and daughters during the most crucial time of like the first bit of uh, a baby's life. Definitely, you know, shout out to them. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, yep. So uh, like, I even remember my dog, <laughs> our dog Roman. We named our dog Roman. His full name is Roman, the last centurion of the ninth legion. <laughs> the first night he had this look. I took a picture of it. It's on Facebook and it surfaces every July, whatever. <laughs> and the memories thing. Um, he had this look on his face like, what the F is that? Like, I didn't sign up for this. And I took that picture because it it represented, like, the look that we were giving. Honestly. Like, seriously, a dog was doing it. You said you had a cat, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so you can... I, you can I love animals. You love animals. You treat your animals like a child. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So like I relate the same way. So I took a photo of it and every now and like I said, every July it pops up in the Facebook memories and, um, God, I just remember that that first night felt like it was 10 years long. It was crazy. Oh yes. I, uh, my, (laughs) my cat to this day, he, uh, he, he secretly loves him. Uh, definitely he's keeping him in shape because he's 11 and he's 11 uh, i'm sorry he's a 16 pound cat very long not like garfield like uh, he's a russian blue um if anybody listening knows uh what russian blues look like but you could tell he's like you know what the hell is that like why is it here yeah. and like you can see the sense of jealousy like uh like a a child would be or um even as adults like you know, like, why are you, why are you looking at that thing more than me? What is uh, this? <laughs> he's been my, he's been my baby since you, since I was fourteen. Uh, gone through the moves, uh, trials and tribulations. Never got rid of him, regardless if like the places of stay didn't work out with him. But he's still with me. Um, but now that my son is mobile, my son's been crying for a couple months. I would say two, three months. You know how it starts off like super unsure and then it's like like race mode he's like he'll go up to him pull his tail he's got that he's got that vice grip and he'll grab his tail you know he'll he'll meow like but he's only swatted at him once once or twice but you know i hate to say this but i kind of want my son to learn and be like Mm -hmm. that's not like i can't do that that's not okay like this hurts him but he doesn't know yeah. You know, he's just a, he's just a a baby, but um, he definitely keeps my cat active, going around. He'll do circles around our island and our apartment. You know, laps around, and it's it's super it's super hilarious. Uh, he'll he'll walk. My cat will walk, then flop down. He's like, okay, I can relax here, and then here comes my son, <laughs> like spike. And uh, that right there is hilarious to watch. It's very entertaining, but maybe not for him. But he now knows to jump on his cat tower and look upon my son with disgust. High ground. Um, Yes. The typical cat resting bitch face. Yep. Uh, He's always had that. But he, he, like I said, he loves him. And um, I can't wait for my son to, as he gets older and then, like, he grows old. Uh, with my son growing up because i know one day he won't be here but i kind of wish i I always love seeing those videos where you get a puppy or a cat and they grow up together Mm -hmm. um but 
he's gonna live. He's gonna live forever. So yeah, I got two cats as well, man. I got two cats um, and one dog. Atlas loves our cats, uh, but they they'll stand him. But like, Atlas, so they everyone likes to be on the bed. We're we're totally fine with all animals and kid on the bed. And Atlas will just like bear hug. Poet is our male cat. He's like twenty pounds. He's a big ass cat. And um, Atlas will just hug him and just sit there. And Poet will take it. You know, he's moaning and groaning, like, you know, <laughs> he's pissed off, but he doesn't, uh, Atlas has never really been bitten at, or may, maybe he's was like swatted at a couple times, but uh, I think he knows now, but yeah, he likes to just bear hug him, and he just sits there and puts his head on him, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, um, my my cat's name is Marley, um, named after the famous Bob Marley, Bob, because... Yep. What else do teenagers like doing? <laughs> <laughs> right? No, that's awesome. Uh, How old is your cat? Uh, 11. Yeah, so he's up there. You know, my I have like a 15-year-old cat named Layla, and then Poet, I think, is around 10 or 11 as well. He, uh, he will be the first uh, animal that I, I got on my own terms or with my mom. He was uh, the last cat of his litter, um, so he'll be the first cat uh, or animal that will you know, eventually do what all animals do when they get old. And mm-hmm. I hate to think of it. Oh yeah. Um, but not to say like I have my son, but like this right here is going to be like the biggest, like my biggest fear is me being gone. Yeah. Uh, if something were to happen, you know, since I'm still part-time military, you know, anything can happen, but just like that can segue into, you know, being a dad, like the fear of the unknown, like, Yep. What if something happens with my wife, even with my wife and son, like, you know, you got a, you know, life insurance and all that I've set mm-hmm. up, but it's like, even though you don't benefit from it, but I w- they'll be set up. But that's what I, f- I fear now is like, I want my son to grow up with me. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's like, like you were talking about before the fear of like, just, uh, things happening or uh, I don't know why I got lost in lost in thought there. I'm sorry. No, uh, you're but. totally fine. That's a good segue. So yeah, we can, we can start there. I mean, because there's, there's crazy things I think about. And I think us dads, us dudes, we don't talk about that out loud as much. So this is a good segue into it. It's perfect. Like what are, what are some of the things that you think about? They can be as morose as you can think of, because we, we think about the, and I'll set the bar, I'll say it first, you know, and I'll use the example that we talked about earlier um, prior to recording was, you know, this morning, this very morning, I woke up at 5 a.m. because I thought I heard what sounded like seven jets slowly flying over and, you know, all the stuff going on with like uh, balloons being shot down in Alaska. I'm like, is it the Chinese? Are there... <laughs> Are they paratrooping out? Am I? Is my AR-15, which sleeps right next to me on my nightstand, like we're ready to go? What's happening? And I woke up at 5 a.m. And I don't care how funny or I'm not embarrassed about any of this. This is just a typical dad thought. This is a this is an Ian thought as a dad. I woke up at 5 a.m. because I thought we were being invaded <laughs> and something was happening. So I got up. I was super paranoid. 
And I was like, why does it sound like a jet is several jets are flying over? 5 a.m. I, I, I was wide awake. I even took a piss. I'm like, I still hear it. And I was like, well, no, F that. Fuck that. Maybe it's the wind. So I went outside. Uh, I didn't go outside. I looked out the window, and there was no wind. And and I'm like, what the fuck? And I still hear it. And I know, like, I am awake. I just went pee. There's no possible way I'm sleepwalking. And then I checked on my son because somewhere in my mind, I was like, what if this sound is distracting me from someone kidnapping my child? And then I was like, my window is old. The window in his room is old. People can break in. I don't have, you know, I can't hear it. Who knows? I checked and I watched that screen until I, he was there. So I'm like, okay, he's, he's still there. And I watched it until he moved. And I was like, okay, I'm going back to bed. Like, can you, can you relate at all? Maybe not the whole Chinese invasion thing, but I mean like checking on your child, like how many times be honest. And I know you have checked on your kid. Oh yeah. I still do every, every night. Uh, even if I'm like dead tired, cause I wake up throughout the night numerous times. Not like I got issues like, you know, Oh, get up, pee, sleep, pee. But between both kids, it's either one or the other. My cat, being as petty as he is, he will be like, oh, my God, I can't find my food bowl, like three blind mice, and I'll get up. I'll literally walk into the kitchen. It's like, oh, I found it. And so <laughs> then between my son, um, uh, I'll get up and go, like, you know, touch him, like, I because he can't really see in, in the dark, like, chest rising, but mm -hmm. I'll go and feel him. But, like, I'll feel him twitch from, like, just, you know, whatever. He sleeps in that that uh rotisserie chicken i don't know if you know butt sticking up in the air you'll sleep like that uh, i don't know if you've, if you've never heard of that um but you look it up it's some like babies feel comfortable sleeping that way he'll literally like we upgraded his crib mm -hmm. to a bigger one it's like those foreign ones that turn into like a, a full size i doubt it uh, might be a scam <laughs> uh, but he has this whole like like you know like six feet long uh crib and he'll literally put his head up to the bars um where it's just sitting there i don't know if it's like like when he was pregnant with uh, my wife was pregnant with him maybe it's just that comfort yeah but that's what i've heard um that what he does but yeah i'll go and like still check on him even if he's like even when he sleeps all night it's like i don't because i'm like okay his, his sleeping schedule is er um uh, it's all over the place but the nice that he does sleep all night, uh, I'll be like, hmm, like this is a little suspicious. Yeah. And uh, I'll go, definitely go check on him. But my wife, Monday, Monday through Friday, since I get up super early in the morning for work, um, we have this um, deal where she'll get up in the middle of the night. If, but if it comes to her needing help, uh, like, you know, blow out in the middle of the night, yeah. like I need a it's like i'll get up you know kind of you're kind of like I'll, I'll be dead honest like uh i understand why my dad when i was a kid would get super angry like when we would fall down the stairs when we were kids in our wooden stair like our house that was super old we were okay but my mom came to the rescue i was like i know i now know why that he did not like waking up because it sucks because right. you're just one to get up um uh, crack of dawn and um um but 
I have, I have, I'll be honest. I have been kind of brutal. My wife and I both like being so sleep deprived have said some hurtful words to each other, but yeah, you know, the typical, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, not typical, but I always recommend people they do the whole not going to bed angry, say you're sorry. Like we definitely do the next day when you're like, your mind's collected. You're like, yeah, we were both kind of assholes to each other. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's good. That's a good uh, mindset to be in because that's marriage right there, man. Like, I mean, honestly, anyone that says they have like the perfect thing, they don't do that. They're freaking lying. <laughs> like, let's be real. It's the, um, it's honest truth that like, it's not like in the movies, you know, one boy, one girl, happy family. It's like people don't know, or they don't really show that people come from broken homes where, you know, my wife and I both come from divorced parents mm-hmm. and, and we're trying to be that. Um, difference of you know our parents and upbringings but i'm what i'm afraid of is turning into not saying like hating on my dad but um like things i say like oh i don't want to do this or that or i I didn't want to be angry in the middle of the night if my son needs help yeah i I even do that now when he's a baby and i feel terrible it's like i get up i'll be driving to work and be like man i should have got up and helped um Yeah, there he is. He's putting his two cents. Heck yeah. That's totally acceptable. <laughs> uh, you know, he, yeah, he's crawling. He's crawling on the floor right now. Um, but um, it's like those because I drive about 30 miles to work now since um, I do. I do electrical. So mm-hmm. I got to drive to my shop. Um, it's it's when I'm driving by myself that I'm like, I regret like doing like I should have done this. I should have done that. Especially when I go to my drill weekends, when I go, I'm gone from the house for two days and that's where like the, the loneliness sits in and you're like, yep. this sucks. I should have, I should have helped my wife. I should have changed this diaper. I should have fed him there. Like I shouldn't be angry at him for not going back to sleep, but he, he can't express himself. Yep. He can't say I'm hurting. I'm hungry. You know, I shit my pants. Like, uh, or you can kind of, you can probably smell it from there, but, um, there was times when he was, uh, younger when he was first born on me, let me backtrack. This is like going to almost like those things, those intrusive thoughts or what we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Imagine this. Okay. He's, he's a month old, you know, he's crying you're feeding him. He's screaming. You had no idea. Um, and I love watching documentaries and guess what documentary I was watching. I was watching a documentary on Casey Anthony. <laughs> the most like, I still will never forget this. I was watching that and like, man, what a piece of shit parent that is that can go into a whole new thing. But, and then my son's screaming his head off. Like, I don't know what's wrong. I had to get my mom cause she was in our guest room. Like, mm-hmm. what do I do? What is happening? What is he broken? <laughs> and, it was, I think, uh, we were underfeeding him. Yeah. We didn't know it. Like, we don't, you don't know, like, how much do we feed this thing? Um, no, nope, <laughs> uh, the things that go through your head, even until when he was, we moved back to Florida, he was three months old, two, three months old. When we moved back, went to the pediatrician, ended up losing like a half a pound. That's mm. a lot for a baby. Yes, it is. And there, we thought, we just like, you know, Binky, give him Binky, this will help him. And he was, he was starving. We felt like crappy parents because he wasn't pooping either. 
Yep. It was uh, like, it went like, I think almost four days without going to the bathroom. And, you know, just like you said, stay away from Google. Be like, oh, it's fine, this and that. And took him to our, his pediatrician. And they're like just feeding him, fattening him up. And as soon as he started just, you know, cry bottle. Man, this boy put on some pounds. Yep. As of uh, Saturday, he was 22 pounds. Nice. At 11 months Heck yeah, man! You're in. You're in for it because he's 11 months old right now. My child is. Oh my god! The terrible twos is a real freaking thing, and like if you skip the terrible twos, I, I have a feeling like you'll get hit with like the terrible threes. Um, mine right now, holy shit! Like he, okay, so like on a scale of one to ten, I believe he's probably like at a five or six as compared to like stories I've heard from other parents. So he's not the most terrible thing like right now, but he's, he's at the stage now where he's like, so he goes to daycare. So he brings home everything. So we get sick all the time. He gets sick all the time. He he's been not sick for the last two weeks. Cause we've been on vacation. So my wife and I have like this bet going on right now. Like how long is it going to be till he gets sick? And I'm like, it's going to be this weekend. He's going to get sick like Friday, and then he's going to get really sick this weekend, and then we're going to get sick Monday, Tuesday. That's exactly how it goes every single time. It has been for the last, like, year and a half. But, uh, yeah, so he's in, like, the terrible two stage right now, and I hope it's the worst of it because he's, he's like, anti-eating. <laughs> he doesn't want to eat when we normally eat, and when he does eat, it's – chicken nuggets and fries or hot dogs and it's like at 8 p.m and we eat like around maybe 6 p.m so he's very he's very like anarchist right now when it comes to eating um his moods are like a damn roller coaster dude it's just up and down and there's and he he mocks sometimes like his his teachers. We call them teachers. We when we take him to daycare, we say, "Oh, we're gonna go to school." We tell him it's school. Um, so I know his his teachers are f- some of them are fairly stern. There's this there's this really tall black lady. Her name is Sean, and I remember m- a year ago. Okay, she was the the daycare he goes to. It's like I think they start off at like three months and they go all the way to like preschool basically right before they're ready for kindergarten. So that's kind of the age bracket of all the kids they have. And I remember dropping him off and, and Sean was carrying this maybe three-year-old and the three-year-old hit her square in the face. Oh man. And she was like, she was like, you don't hit me. How would you like it if I hit you? (laughs) And the, and like, just picture like the black lady raising her, her voice like a hundred miles an hour. And the kid was terrified. I'm like, damn, that girl, that, that lady knows how to, how to lay it down. I'm, I wasn't against it, but it was someone else's child. And I know like Sean, she fills in these, the daycare classrooms when some of the teachers aren't there or if there's too many kids. And so Atlas comes home and, and recreates like those facial expressions that she does and like the finger pointing and, and he does it to us. And uh-huh. he's, he's very like, it reminds me of like when I was a teenager being kind of like, you know, anarchist and anti-parent, anti-government and everything. And just like, fuck the parents, fuck everyone else. And 
he's doing that right now. And like, it's so frustrating. And I've spanked him a handful of times in this last seven days, like bare ass spanking. And it takes me a long time. It takes me a, a lot to get there. I don't spank him all the time. Um, he does still do the hitting. He'll hit us. He'll hit himself. And like, so yes, I go to Google, even though I say stay away from freaking Google um, but I'll admit, you know, I'm laying in bed at night. I don't sleep much at all. And I'm like, why does my two-year-old hit himself? And it's like, you know, they're still learning how to express their emotions. And he'll hit himself. He'll hit us. He picks up so much bullshit from daycare, dude. It's like, I, it makes you pissed off as a parent because you're like, why are other parents not paying attention to what their kids are doing because now their their kids are teaching other kids to do all this shit and you're just like man my child would not be this way if he didn't go to daycare but we don't have a choice as as a family right now like both of us both of us have to work and i know my wife was like ready to go back to work after you know being on maternity leave she was like i don't know how stay at home moms can do it. She, i remember her saying i gotta come in stay-at-home moms <laughs> for being able to to withstand that all day every day because she even said I couldn't do it I need to go to work to get away from that so that's why we spend like $800 a month on daycare <laughs> yeah my my wife's a stay-at-home mom now and uh yeah I definitely get it because uh especially when I go out I go out of town that once a month she does everything by herself she might have like our neighbor or like my in-laws or just go hang out like someone to help help her but a lot of times she's here by herself doing everything diapers feeding bath um going to sleep uh being sleep deprived and i definitely uh award her for that um she definitely uh she definitely gets her thing of white claws for sure like when when i come home like she calls it her mommy juice and um it's like a boost almost like me from like my caffeine addiction it's like drinking white claws is hers and um uh yeah that's uh i the prices that you see of uh, daycares like i can't imagine i'm just so glad that we uh we can stay uh, she can stay home and do that especially with like the sicknesses going around because we were sick the end of January, I'm sorry, December, um, my son, no, my wife, my son, and me, uh, the first time I saw a huge fever spike with him, um, almost 102, even though it's not like crazy, but like him like throwing up his bottles and just feeling like he's on fire, mm-hmm. uh, just super scary, like our pediatrician for him. Uh, there's always a nurse on call and you call like I remember I was calling at like two thirty in the morning. Uh, I gotta get up like two hours later and like what do we what do we do? Like take a bath, you know what they recommend, uh Benadryl, uh children's Tylenol, like in the half doses for like his weight and doing all that and just feeling terrible that he can't tell us how he's feeling. Uh, but we made it through. So the next favorite that he had, because he's teething on top of that yeah so um those fe- those teething fevers that he gets that google say <laughs> doesn't exist and the nurses are like yeah that definitely does because he gets a little snotty and then the um 
little fever. Like he hit 102 last week, but then the next day he he drops out of the fever. So it's like goes up and down. So yep. we had to get that through that first, you know, like, you know, the first fever, like those first scares, like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? Because my brother, my brother's 30, he's going to be 33 this year. My mom's first, um, he had a, he had a, a seizure when he hit like 104. It could have just been him. The nurse explained to me that it could have been just any, any circumstance. Mm-hmm. Well, or my mom, I guess I found out my mom told me that he, he's jumped like three or four degrees within five seconds yeah. or like minutes or like, so that's what caused it. So like, that's in the back of my mind. Like, Oh my God, what if this happened? I can't imagine yeah. uh, the new parent, um, your kid having a seizure. So, um, I use the whole first time parent excuse still. I don't know if you still can like, Absolutely. Oh, first time it's happening. First time parent. Um, but I'd rather be like, I'd rather be overly cautious than underly cautious. I don't know if that's a, like a word. It but, is now. <laughs> yeah, but, um, that can lead us into our conversation of what happened this last, this past week, um, of being, overly cautious and just not undermining what could happen. So yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. You want me to talk about it? Yeah, we can go into that. Um, so yeah, we talked about earlier about your hectic week last week as a dad, the, the, uh, concoction of crap happening. So go ahead and dive into uh, your week last week. So yeah, let's let's start with Monday. I wake up to an email from Credit Karma saying that I have a new hard inquiry added to my account. I'm like, hmm, weird. Um, so I drop I drop five points. Um, you know, no big deal. Right? Mm-hmm. If like you open up something like five points, like shit goes up and down all the time. And uh, I see like a, a bank added like for an amount of like $2,000. I'm like, holy shit, what is this? And then, so, you know, that started off my Monday uh, freaking out um, because I became a victim of identity theft. And yeah. I got I got that settled, you know, but still in the back of my mind, uh, you know, this shit's gonna affect me or like someone's got my information somewhere. Some guy in Tennessee, that's where <laughs> it was. Some guy in Tennessee trying to open an account. And so I shut that down because scamming's up a thousand percent. Um, but you know, Chinese spy balloon, no, no mm-hmm. suspicion. Right. There. Um, <laughs> Save that for the other show, my friend. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, then I got that figured out, blocked my, uh, all my, froze all my accounts. And then, um, and then actually that was two weeks ago. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was two weeks ago. But then this past week, um, um, then on top, I'm sorry. On top of that same week, my RAC goes out mm-hmm. in our apartment. So an 80 degree apartment uh, in Florida is no bueno for yep. a baby, a cat, regardless, hamster, anything. <laughs> like it, that shit sucks. Like it's so hot and it's uncomfortable. Yeah, I know it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> and um, um, that so yeah. So our AC happened, and then uh, Wednesday this past week, um. I get a call from my wife. She never calls me at work. Um, she's like, Oh my God. Like she's freaking out, you know, like she's like, Oh my God, Zach, Zach fell off the bed. We got a temper pig bed. It's like probably two or three feet. Mm -hmm. 
And she stepped out because, you know, when babies are super small, he's around the pillows, yep. around, you know, he was fine. It's like we've had no, nothing bad ever happened. And she said she stepped out and he was just on the floor. And then they started crying and he uh, bit his tongue on, you know, on the fall. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, and she's like, he's bleeding. He's like, he's not, he's bleeding. Like he fell off the bed. She's frantic. And I'm like, yeah. I, you know, I'm, and I'm 50 miles away, an hour away where I'm working. And I'm like, hang up with me and call 911 because I don't know what's happening. And so she does. And then she's on the phone with the operator at dispatch. So it's like you and I both know like how that is. You know, mm-hmm. they're asking the questions. Like, is he breathing? I was asking those same things. before. Um, and so I'm trying to get an update from her. I'm like messenger messaging like, babe like respond please what's happening because like i'm just thinking of the worst things possible like head injury you know he's unconscious blah 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 and luckily she uh she called back and she said they're on their way or and then we live around the corner from the hospital not a children's hospital but ems came i guess a couple deputies came like calming her down because she's like probably pretty close to hyperventilating yeah but you know the paramedics doing the best work they can they were helping him helping her they were doing everything like checking them um yeah (laughs) talking about you (laughs) yeah he uh he was just looking around they said because uh she called me and so i was on the phone with them and so because they're you know just trying to get her to calm down be in the right state of mind they're like yeah he's is he usually this quiet around strangers and because he doesn't know who they are and, mm-hmm. and they're like yeah or she was like yeah and they're like it's good like he's cautious they're like yeah he's cautious like he's like, he's um looking around doing his thing um just like what's going on mom yeah. like um so uh, they transported him uh they recommend transporting him so they took him to the children's hospital around 15 minutes away and so I'm freaking out. Like, oh my God, I rode with my foreman to the job site about 20 minutes or so from the, the shop. And I'm like, what do I do? What do mm-hmm. I do? And, you know, they're making, they're making jokes about, you know, oh, don't have kids. I'm like, right. <laughs> I'm in a place to joke around this shit. Like, yeah. I'm freaking out. They like, oh, boys fall all the time. Like, okay, he's a baby. Like, head injuries are nothing to joke about. Like, you don't know. Like, yeah. you, you hit something and, could have broke his neck who knows and uh i had to call my boss to ask if he can leave i didn't care about losing pay like mm-hmm. i was like this is my kid i didn't care about the e- uh, ems bill i'm probably gonna get thank god for insurance yep um but i was like they're like yeah you can go so i'm like all right grab my shit and then we left and then the the paramedic was like don't he's okay like we're still taking him over he's okay like don't rush here don't get yourself in an accident oh, yeah. of course you know, i'm totally wasn't going 80 80 plus on the highway <laughs> like trying to get there like i i want to be with my wife be there for her like, even though they said he's okay and talking to the nurses taking care of him there i want to be there for my wife it's yeah. like for both of them but for her i'm like she's you know like anytime an accident happens, like she's blaming herself and everybody was like this, like it happens. Like it's okay. Like don't blame yourself. I told her it's like, it could have happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it just it, it's one of those like phone calls I was hoping I never get, but I can still like hear her voice in my head, like from what like you know the first like oh my god he's a fairly the shakiness in her voice yeah, and um, she she even says like she like that she can still see what had like what he looked like as he when he fell um, went under like his head was under our bed. And so I had to sleep on uh, her side of the bed because she said it freaked her out. Yeah. And it's still, like, um, it still bothers her now. But she's, you know, she did every the best that she could for while I wasn't here. And so it's like, well, in the next couple of days, I I drove to the job site because, like, just to play it safe. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, she decided, she decided to step out. And you know, that's, that's totally normal, I think. And you're going to get parents like myself who have kids older than your kid. They're going to tell you like, dude, the kids are resilient. All right. Like they, and you'll, you'll learn, like you learn from this. This is a progressive moment in my opinion. Now, you know, your kid can withstand falling off a bed, right? That doesn't mean the next time he might fall off a bed to where maybe you don't call 911. You call 911 when your instincts freaking tell you to. Like, that's what they're there for. There's nothing absolutely wrong with that. Um, man, I, I can't imagine how you felt because my, my, we've never had to call 911 for my kid yet. There's been moments where we've gone to, like, the ER because he's had, you know, shitty-ass ear infections for six months straight prior to getting the tubes in his ears. Right. And, uh, you know, that whole 102, 103 temperature, um, you know, we've gone through him not eating or, or poop looking freaking gray. Don't ever Google why poop might look gray because it's going to tell you your child is dying when in reality, the color gray that they're probably pooping is actually on a green spectrum. It's just so light green. It looks gray. <laughs> I learned that from Google. Um, but yeah, man, like there, there's... I kind of, I can relate to, you know, friends around you, coworkers, foremen, bosses that they probably all have kids. They probably all have, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Do they have children that are probably teenagers by now? Uh, my, my foreman, no, he's, uh, he's in his sixties and he just has a dog. Oh, well then never mind. That's, I was going to say like, they're, they're probably in that mode. Like, ah, he's all right. Cause they've been through it, but cause right they're right but also at the same same time like you you know they're right but you're also like eh, yeah then the I'm contractor <laughs> of the job uh, he he's a couple years older than me and he doesn't have kids and so i was like yeah i can screw everybody's uh, opinions right now because yep. like you know i'm like my brain's going 100 miles an hour i'm like i don't care what you say i, I don't want to come off as an asshole or say something because i have to come back here and work plus i don't want confrontation yeah. with who i work and where i work so i'm like and they can clearly see i was like i was upset but you know like in the end like he was fine um he was fine and he's happy laughing and um rolling around but going back we can go back to when he was before we left ohio um you probably know as much as i do like clipping babies nails mm -hmm. <laughs> it's literally like the like the hardest thing possible um but i was like i got good at it i did instead of my wife and i was like oh perfect he's sleeping you know mm -hmm. when they're first 
worn, like they're like sleeping constantly. And I was like, okay, I got it, I got it. And I got too cocky. And uh, I did one hand the night before. And then I was like, I should do it. So, you know, they grow in evenly. Yep. And I was on his last, last finger, his thumb. I'm real, I was watching on Netflix, you know, just like it was like 10 o'clock at night. Like I was chilling. My wife was sleeping. I was on dad duty and I was clipping that last nail and I got too quick and I got some of the skin on uh. his finger. And you might as well just cut that whole finger yep. off. Like, <laughs> instead of like, you know, that, you know, maybe sleeping that, uh, like that cry, like yep. that emerged. And it's like a volume knob that goes just real quiet and then all the way up. Yeah. Yeah. He started screaming like he was in so much pain. And luckily, we're only 10 minutes away from the base, uh, especially in the hospital, you know, open, go anytime in and out. And uh, that was my first like major thing with him. And I I had a neighbor that was an EMT. a nurse or whatever he does and he didn't answer because i was gonna see if i can solve it at the lowest level mm-hmm. and it didn't it wouldn't stop bleeding because he was so worked up yeah and so like hey we're just we're just going to the hospital on base on the er and uh i went um it was like what 12 15 in the morning by the time like we started going by the time like i collected like, we should leave mm-hmm. and uh uh, we're, there's two, like two lanes on each side of the, the highway. It's not really a highway, but you know, two lanes, a median or like the, the grass. And then you know, there's two sets of lanes and I'm flooring it. It's a 55 and I see headlights coming towards me and then I see him turn. I was like, Oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. I was like, I knew it. And the state trooper gets behind me and then, you know, how notorious state troopers are. Yep. Um, every ticket he, I've gotten is from a trooper. But continue. <laughs> he, he was following me for a good like mile or what? And that might have been a mile, but he was following me. He was definitely uh, looking me up because I was military police and we do it differently, but you definitely know he was getting information and he was following me super close. I'm like, dude, just pull me over already so I can get this over with so yeah. I can tell you. And he pulls me over with a light just in front of the main gate on base. And I'm like, okay. And then you can see I'm kind of like frantic, like I'm kind of freaking out, like, you know, being pulled over plus what's going on. And my, my son's screaming in the back. My wife's back there with him. And I'm like, hey, officer, I know it was speeding. I'm so sorry, but I'm going on base. Because my son's, like, like, his finger got cut and he's bleeding. And, he, he you know, he tells me, he's like, yeah, I wasn't sure if I should have pulled you over or not because <laughs> where you're going. I'm like, probably something you shouldn't tell me. <laughs> right. But, um, he got it. You know, let me go. And then I went went on. We went to the hospital. They checked his temperature. He, you know, of course, he's freaking out. It was like a hundred, whatever. He's like at just the level for a fever. And uh, they got all his vitals, how they do with the ER, mm-hmm. and then sent him to the, our room. And there we sat for three hours, like throughout the whole visit. They came in, looked at him, wrapped it, you know, then took it off. And then he started just bleeding profusely again, not like spurting, not like uh, if I'm like arterial blood. Yeah. But like we're just, because he got worked up again. And then another guy came in and fixed it. And going home, you know, got this uh, discharged after felt like an eternity. Um, going home, and I kept waking up. Like, I think I had a dream. 
I'm like that he I woke up and I took it off and they started bleeding again. Yeah. Like honestly God, that's what I uh <laughs> I had that dream and that was uh well you know he woke up and it was fine, his thumb was there, uh just you know, it, it healed over. But um uh, people you know, people can say whatever they want, but I'd rather be overly cautious and it's just like I said, the first time parent stuff and um that was just a first minor little accident compared to this. But I told my wife and I told my family and friends like this is the first, not the first, but will not be the last mm-hmm. um, hospital visit um, people probably have because I've had plenty. I've had stitches in my face a couple times, falls and all that. But he hopefully, uh, hopefully he's got a, a hard head from now on. <laughs> oh yeah and you know they're it's totally normal and, I, and i'm trying to tell dads to like the overthinking the overly cautious stuff is 100 percent fine because i for one can admit i am a super overly cautious dad when it comes to thinking you know we've never called 911 for anything um i you know, he has fallen several times my son and bit his tongue where it's been bleeding pretty good. Um, I've probably trimmed his nails twice in his whole life. My wife does that. Uh, I, I'm still like freaked out from it. He totally just lays there. He'll watch a movie. It's it's an easy process for her. I could probably do it, but I, I have gone through that stage too when he was super young and I tried it and I'm like, nope, you're doing it. I don't want to do it because I feel like I'm going to cut his freaking finger off. Um I don't know what's worse if my wife, I think my wife is stronger than me when it comes to, when it comes to that, uh, mentally thing. Uh, cause I freak out like just, just last week we were in Florida in my, in my wife's childhood room. We're sleeping in there with me and her and my son Atlas and Florida, their windowsills, at least my in-laws are like, it looks like granite almost <laughs> in this little corner edge. And Atlas, like, he's he's just laying on his pillow, and he gets up to adjust, and, like, his head nails that corner, that granite-looking windowsill. And it is loud, and he does that, like, freak out. And, like, what goes – you're going to laugh at this, and please do laugh. Like, don't hold back. But what goes through my mind when he hits his head, I think of – the as seen on TV guy, Billy Mays, who died because he hit his head on an airplane when they landed and he died that following night because he hit his head too hard. I thought of that. I was like, holy shit. He just hit his head on the granite corner and I don't know how hard it might have been. It sounded loud. There's a knot forming on the side of his head. And in my mind, I'm like, do I, should I mention something to my wife? Should I call 911? Is there any blood? Is there like air entering the brain to where he's going to die when he sleeps? I thought of that. I thought about that. And then I was like, nope. nah, he's fine. It took me a minute. I was like, he's fine. And I had to think back on all the times he's had his head either just as hard or harder. And he was fine. <laughs> it didn't help a hundred percent. I was still like, I'm not going to sleep tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to look up and check on him now, which I did. But yeah, he was totally fine. But yeah, dude, those moments of thinking like totally outrageous. I mean, for you and other dads listening right now, totally normal, right? Can can you agree? 
Yeah, I. Uh, he's definitely before this. Like you know, he's tripping on his um, his onesie in the because we have uh, carpet and uh, not tile, but the, just the regular flooring they put in apartments in the kitchen. Mm. Uh, he's definitely like slipped and like where his head kind of um, hits like not hard, super hard, but like you you feel it and you'll cry. Like this is what I'm trying to learn too. Is like, is he hurting? Is he crying because he got scared of what just happened, or is he hurting? Because we're in that stage now. Like today, he's been super clingy with my wife, or it's like, all right, we gotta like start it now. Where it's like, we're not gonna pick you up every millisecond, or like want to soothe you when you need it, yeah. but I don't. I don't want him to grow up, you know, I'll be blaming out like a spoiled brat. Like you see, like you're talking about earlier with your son. Like those are the things I think of. Like, how am I going to discipline when he gets older? Because I want him to grow up to respect us. Yeah. You know how they say, like, don't be friends with your kids. I want him to be, I want him to be like, come to me, talk to me, do all this and that. But like, not my dad's, my dad's an asshole because he, you know, spanked me and inside Target or something, you know, because, you probably know it too or see it, you know, like the Karens out there are like, Oh my God, he spanked his child. Yep. Call CPS. Oh, I'm ready like, for them. Trust me. <laughs> you go, you go and do, you know, take them, you know, like do the whole dad book, like even to this day, like, or like growing up, you know, divorced parents, you know, live with mom. Like I'll never talk back to my dad, never yeah. cuss at my dad, even like at my age, like, like, Oh my God, is he going to ground me? Or like, I don't want I don't want to be him to be scared of me, but you know that that look or like that tone, like you know, get over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I always refer to like family friends, like my brother and my sister in law. Like my nephew is eleven, and he's super smart, and he uh, he's getting to the age now where he's kind of he gets snappy. But like I try to like tell him like, hey, it's like it's all good, man. Like he's super smart. Like he's not like eleven year old where it's just like dumb not dumb but um i kind of i can talk to him like an adult yeah or like like we went pup hunting the other night like hey man like it's is uh you know they love you it is one of the best for you um so um but i was i was talking to my foreman the other day i don't know if you you know the andy griffith show yep so i i recalled watching an episode some years back um that i'm sorry you're good man hey kids are allowed on this dad's show i get it (laughs) um where uh this kid got in trouble on the show and you know goes to the jail cell or whatever and hangs out with andy griffin's son i forget his name but uh the dad came in there was like yeah i'm gonna take him out or take him out to the shed and beat him (laughs) like beat some sense in him like Holy shit! You can't make that show in today's age. Nope. Not saying like it's good, but like definitely a stern talking. I definitely got spanked as a child. All my siblings did. Yep, me too. Uh, you know, my dad says he kind of like regrets, you know, some of the some of that. But I feel like I maybe the person I am today, or like you know, kind of like don't talk back, don't do this. Like seeing kids run over their parents and like. Like I said, like we talked about before, I say this now, but hopefully I don't turn against myself and um, uh, be, I'm not calling myself a bad parent, but um, 
I just want I want him to grow up to be the best child, be the be the child that I never was. Maybe. Yeah, and and, and we all we all do. We all get that. And I'm I'm thankful because my dad my dad was an awesome dad. He was gone a lot. He was like 21 years military. So we did get spanked. We have these willow trees that grow and they have these very flexible branches that can be used as whips. And we had to go pick our own when we really effed up. Um, And then when like the schools started noticing like kids that had bruises on their butts, they were like, you know, threatening to call those folks if they see that so my dad's like well i'm gonna go to psychological punishment and he would make us do like push-ups and wall sits and like hold our arms out like this for extended periods of time you know and that was worse i'd rather get whipped but um i was thankful my dad was good dad we're damn good friends and father and son right now i call my dad for just about everything um i'm at the stage though where it's like I hope I raise my son the same way my dad did because of the way just like shit's going in today's society. And I turned out all right. I'm not doing cocaine off of hookers asses in Mexico and I'm not in jail. (laughs) So my dad did a damn good job and I'm hoping like I can do the same thing with my son. Um, I'm definitely relating. I, I, I can feel my dad a little bit better now, now that I'm a dad and yeah, I've had those moments where, like, if I punish my son in Target, um, what kind of Karen is going to say something? And I do have, like, a whole speech ready for that Karen. <laughs> I hope it ne- I hope it never happens, but I also hope it does because I do kind of like poking the bear at times, as you've probably figured out. Um, oh, yeah. But to segue and probably into our last subject, because we're, we're coming up on, like, an hour and 17 right now already, my friend. This is the longest instructions not included episode. And ladies and gentlemen, Justin is setting the bar when it comes to having guests because I will have more guests in the future. I want more guests. As you know, my solo shows are pretty quick. Um, Guest shows will be fairly long because we can just talk about dad shit, man. So, but you mentioned earlier that you're a caffeine addict. Am I correct? Yes. Um, My name is Justin. I am a caffeine addict. (laughs) So... As a honest little plug, this, this is the first instructions not included uh, plug, commercial. You guys have heard of them before on Small Town Famous. We're going to give a shout out to Hold the Line Coffee Company, and I'm going to read a little bit about their on their About Us section. Hold the Line Coffee Company is a veteran-owned coffee company that serves high-end quality coffee to anyone who enjoys a nice cup of joe. They approach their roasting with a determined and delicate approach that ensures all of their batches result in a quality cup. Now, if you go to, go to holdthelinecoffee.com, you can actually put in a promo code STFAMOUS. That's for small town famous on my other show. But STFAMOUS gets you 20% off your order. And they have some of the best medium roast coffee that I've ever had. And I, and I promise you, I'm not bullshitting. They're not paying me to say this either. I just know the guy, and I'm, I've grown to be friends with the gentleman who owns Hold the Line Coffee, and he's been kind enough to offer this promo code, so STFAMOUS, 20% off, and get some good coffee. It makes your erection last for about six hours. I have tested that myself. <laughs> just kidding. Come on, you guys. I'm an inappropriate, immature asshole, and I just had to throw that in there. So, so give, him a, give, him a, give him a try. 
I promise you, you will like it. Um, I'm not a medium roast guy until I ran into Hold the Line Coffee. I've been a dark roast dude for like 10 years now. And I tried uh, Hold the Line Coffee. And their medium roast is pretty damn good. Now, occasionally, he does do dark roast. You have to pay attention to his Instagram. And he'll say, give me a shout. Give me a mention or a DM when you want a dark roast. And he'll do a dark roast batch for you. Um, but other than that, give him a shout out, man. Holdthelinecoffee.com. Promo code STFAMOUS, 20% off, do it. Get some freaking coffee. Anyways, coffee helps us out. I'm a coffee addict, clearly. You're a coffee addict, clearly. Um, I wanted to at least talk about and close this show on something that I've worried about in the future. And that comes down to the education of our child. Have you, Has this crossed your mind at all? Like when your kid goes to school, where he might go to school, and you're frozen right now, and I hope, no, okay, now you're blinking. <laughs> um, I've thought about this. My wife and I have thought deeply about where our child, Atlas, is going to go to school once he starts kindergarten. Um, and we're going to get maybe slightly political in this, but I'm going to allow it because that's just who we are. Has it crossed your mind on today's public school qualities has it crossed your mind of where your child's going to go when it comes to that age? And if you're going to enroll him into a public school or a private school? Um, yeah, actually, um, it has, especially with the whole common core stuff and, you know, uh, taking six different steps just to get two plus two. Um, I'm saying, I, I don't know if it's everywhere. I can't, don't, don't, uh, I think it is. Hold me on this. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, at our church, um that we go to um uh, being non-denominational um uh, there's an academy there that my nephew went to i believe and then my wife's nephew and niece um you might have to get grants depending on my costs or whatnot um because where we live in florida it's super freaking expensive um but that'd be great uh, segue into school you know then like the environment's good and uh but as he gets older yeah that's what i, I think about i went to the public school i never mm -hmm. went to a private school you know a uh, different day and age uh now with what's what they're teaching but um but living in the great state of florida we have a great governor um that's blocking a lot of that stuff but hopefully um, future president sorry yes, i had to throw that in there <laughs> Um, but, um, my nephew goes to a, uh, private Christian private school right now. Um, not far from where we live, where my brother and him live. Um, um, and he's, he's doing really great there. I'm pretty sure you can get the same way. You know, if you don't make enough, you can apply for grants, scholarships, whatnot. Um, uh, he loves it. He's doing great. Um, but I think once he gets to a certain age, because I'm pretty sure what six or uh, eleven year what I think he's in sixth grade. Yeah. Um, it's a certain stage where you have to go to unless you advance, but I think he will go to like a high school or whatnot. But I, I think it's good. But that's that's as far as we're thinking, that's what we're gonna try to do. Maybe um since we go to that church and you know, network. Knowing me, I can talk to it. I if I'm work myself up not work myself up but 
know what I'm getting into or just being friends with somebody, building that rapport relationship, it's just fluid where you don't like this become friends with somebody to get a favor. Yeah. You pull, someone can pull some strings like they know you're trying and they'll help you. So that's what we're hoping to do. Um, keep them, keep them in that environment for the time being. And then hopefully they'll go to public school or high school. I'm, I'm hoping he goes to the high school that I went to because my mom went to the high school that I went to as well. When mm-hmm. it opened in 87, she was a freshman in 87 and she was a part of like picking the colors that. So I thought it'd be really awesome to do like a third generation. Um, but who knows? Yeah. Like, well, not, not to get into that, but what's been happening in schools lately, it can happen anywhere, but like, it's like kids can't go to school anymore. Apparently. Yeah. It's, and we won't dive too, too deep into it. I mean, we, we can on the other, sh- on the next show, I'll have you on small town famous for sure. My wife and I, there, there's like a, a private, like Spanish immersion school that I think starts from kindergarten to eighth grade that we want my son in because, you know, my wife being Cuban, it would be nice to have my son learn a second language before he hits high school. And I've seen parents, you know, their, their kid is like freaking third grade fluent in Spanish already. Cause they do like 50% of the day in Spanish or sometimes the whole day in Spanish and nothing in English. And they really, uh, teach these kids and it's a private school and it, I'm pretty sure there is a some form of tuition. There's a lottery you ha- we have to enter to begin with to get picked. So there's a chance he might not even get it. And then, like, as a parent, you're required to do, like, I, I want to say it's, like, 30 hours, like, a volunteer, like, being the flag guy or the lunch person or the recess guy. Like, you have to do it. I'm totally down. I'll do it. I'll do it all damn day long because some of the – public schools it's creeping the stuff that we're talking about and we're relating we're 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 looking at each other on camera right now we know exactly what we're talking about we won't mention here but it's creeping here in alaska as well and i'm just not to be fair i'm not satisfied with the product that's being generated of these kids coming out of public school now i'm it ain't making me happy like they're we suck we suck as a nation when it comes to public schools and if it what if it's not the private school option, I hope my dad retires soon because that's another option. I'll have my dad homeschool my child, and we'll put him in sports so he can mingle with other kids. I'm not going to keep him under a rock the whole time. But if it if it ain't private school, it's going to be my dad, <laughs> and it's going to be like ninety percent history at, and math. At home, at home, like it'll be like junior, junior JROTC. Yep, exactly. It'll be like, you know, rifle education, cleaning and shooting a weapon, and it'll be history from like noon to five or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out. But my dad would be a great teacher. Lunches in is under 30 seconds. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, but um, before, before I forget, I uh, definitely got to give a shout out. I know like she probably won't ever hear this, but my wife and I with our son and his development, other than us, like Miss Rachel. I don't know if you've ever heard of Miss Rachel mm. on YouTube, but she is a godsend. My wife found her on TikTok, um, you know, despite TikTok's horror. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, she is a uh, um, school, uh, well, it's a school teacher, uh, has two master's degrees in education. She had a son that was nonverbal, 
and uh, she like way you can probably look look her up. That was interviewed on Good Morning America, but um, hits the heartstrings more like one of those things. Like I was never gonna watch, never listen to the Baby Shark in the car. Yeah. This like um, this and that, but she um, uh, teaches. She like found. She's like I wanted to like, come up with something. I, I don't find like teaches kids how to like um sign this and that like things are it's different because the way she sets it up it looks like a facetime yeah and she like teaches kids uh like things like this should be happening at this month this month like you know this day and age like waving my son waves now and uh, like saying dad dad mama like it's not like all the other not saying crap but all the other stuff out there like everybody's made and uh she's like went viral she's like uh um the way she like says things like good job like yeah like well it's i'll be i'll be singing her the tunes because she's a a singer and her her husband's a composer and she does it all in her tiny apartment in new york and it's uh my son loves it like her intro like it's like the sound like hi how like yeah it's uh positive and uplifting and actually educational Like he'll be doing like screaming, crying, and they go turn it on and be like, like it's like the whole like he'll he'll break his neck just to look and yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's Miss Rachel, Ms. Uh, Rachel, and I I highly recommend it for you guys. Like you're something might like it. Even like there's stages for like newborn, like that early age to like toddlers or like this. Like does the circle go here? Like you know yeah. that stuff. Like. Regardless, my son, like, you know, he loses attention span will go away. Mm-hmm. But you can see on YouTube, like, what's the most replayed? And it's definitely in the beginning for us that gets them hooked. Not saying, like, hey, put them in front of the TV and just, like, stop crying. But I definitely, uh, it definitely helps. And it's educational. Like, no, no cocoa melon. I think <laughs> it's just kind of creepy. It is. Um, between that, so it's her and then, um, um baby like dino baby shark Mm because you know boy like i I was in the dinosaurs instead of just baby shark it's like dino literally anything to dino shark or like um um but between those two um that's what he loves and because he doesn't uh, pay attention to anything else like anything anime he's not that age yet where like you can put anything animated on but um i like i'll swear by like i talked about miss rachel like i'm like profiting from it but she definitely deserves the shout out like all the like the shares like like her her story why she got started like it's so like how many kids like she i guess like from testimonies that she's helped kids that are nonverbal like speak uh, like even signing which i would love my son to learn how to um asl like i was like i want to do that you know you watch something or listen to something you're like yeah i want to do this like motivating and then you're like and reality sits in you're like yeah i i, I don't have the patience for that's that or like work. i want to like, car. yeah so that's what i like to do but she does some of the things like oh you know people can't see me but like you know toys or like play you know like that how to say mama dad dad yeah uh, but definitely you know you probably know dad dad mama like saying those for the first time like it was like the happiest thing you can ever hear yep Everyone crying where it's like that like that drag out like dad dad like yeah. i or still like, get that today man <laughs> those, like, 
you know, we were talking about earlier about um, not want to get up in the night, middle of the night. You're like, oh, like, come on. Like, there's been nights where, like, he's crying. He's like, dead, dead. You're yeah. like, it's like, oh, I got to get up. I'm like, up. this is. I'm I clocking in. <laughs> yeah, like that right there, like, pulls at your heartstrings. Yep. So, um, hopefully, my mindset doesn't change, like, when he, like, hits your, like, uh, Alice's uh, age. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm like, no, nah, like, it might not be some PC, but, like, hope he doesn't become an asshole. Yeah. And you know what? Like, so they'll say like the first four years of their life, like we as dads need to enjoy that. The ups and downs, because after four, all that shit goes away. All that like needy stuff, like dad, dad stuff, it's gone, man. So like, I, I have to, I have to remind myself that because, you know, sometimes like last week when I spanked him, cause he was, he was being a dick. And I spanked and it, it took me to that level. Very rare. I've probably spanked him maybe four times in his entire life right now. And it got to that level where, you know, he was everything I was trying as a dad. And as I've been told to, you know, like the way you talk to them just wasn't working. It's like, you know what? All right, boom. Right. And then I spanked him. And of course he does that. Just like he knew he screwed up crying. He knew he was in trouble kind of crying and he was still like, dad, dad. I'm like, damn it damn it. Now I feel like an asshole. (laughs) And yeah, it definitely pulls at your heartstrings, man. And I have to remind myself like, you know, the ups and downs it's, it's till four. Every, everyone that I've talked to, they're like, it ends at four. And I already know I'm going to miss that shit. That's why I'm like, we need to, we need to have another one, right? Like soon, because I need that, that, that level. I don't know what to call it, but whatever they're at now until four, both of our kids, we need that for a little bit longer than just four years. So I, I have to remind myself, yeah, man, that like when it gets shitty and it, you have to out appreciate it still. And when it's awesome, like just soak it in and soak in the shittiness because it's going to go away at four. So I've heard, I can't vouch for it. Maybe my kid might be a mama's boy and dad's boy until five. I don't know. But so I've been told four years old is like the cutoff and then that's when it's all gone. And then we're just going to wish for all that crazy, terrible twos, the sleep deprivation, the falling off of beds, the hitting their heads, the the clipping of the nails and freaking out. Like we're all going to actually want that. (laughs) We're going to miss it. Surprisingly, it's hard to believe now. I don't even believe half of it right now because I'm not there yet. But I don't, uh, I don't know if you can uh, attest to this. Like, uh, I come from a blended family. I'm the youngest of six. Um, my, by the time my mom was my age, uh, she was uh, taking care of six kids. Wow. Like, my dad, my dad had two from one, one from another. My mom had one, my, um, the one, and then my brother and I. Uh, I can't imagine, you know, it's like those, like those memes you see on Facebook where it's like my parents at 25, 26, whatever. I have a home, a car, a family, you know, the house costs $20,000. And it's like, you know, to today and people are like me and it's like, they're drunk at a party or whatnot. But you know, my wife and I got married. I was 20 and she was 25. I had a quick upbringing when I was younger, you know, joined the military at 19, like, I wasn't a part of those cliches, like getting married as soon as you got in. Like I knew my wife before. Yeah. And uh, I was like, that was one of the things I looked forward to is becoming a husband and a dad. I hate like 
you know, the whole saying a father, like a dad is always they associate father and dad. And that's, um, I'm fulfilling those both right now. And until the next baby, which we're kind of hoping for after I get back from my little TDY, I got to yeah. do. Um, so we'll hopefully get a house, uh, or a two like upgrade from the one bedroom we're in now to a two bedroom that's affordable than a house hopefully a not a forever home but like a nice starter home for the grow up for the kid kids to grow up in so those are my old short-term goals and uh um before i forget um i i we didn't talk about it before but kind of getting into like the mindset changing like i don't know if you can um relate but before becoming a dad, like you did your thing, spent like what you splurged on money or like you and your wife. My thing is that people can't see, like I'm, I have about $7,000 worth of tattoos since I was 16. Yeah. Uh, professionally. And, uh, that's the one thing like I couldn't just go spend on because of course I'm not on salary anymore. I'm not getting, making the money I did while on active duty, but, um, until he got older, until we moved down, probably say to Florida when he was first born, like I still played Call of Duty and was like trying to keep those things and be a dad at the same time. Like, like, hey, go to sleep so I can play with the boys, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he would. And then if he woke up, I get frustrated. And then I still had that selfishness. I'll, I'll, I'll be blindly honest. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat. Like, I was still being uh, selfish like wanted to do the things that interested me, but um, that finally went away. Then the money spending, then reality hitting, moving back to Florida, you know, making hundreds less and paying hundreds more in rent. Yep. And it's like, yeah, I got to just stop blind spending, no more blind spending at the grocery store. The whole reason why I joined the military, but that's not the life full time anymore. Like if you want to be a parent and not ever have to leave or, you know, I still got to leave, but, um, where I can dictate my life Monday through Friday until my weekends. And um, I definitely now I'm like, I want to have a good, uh, I want to have a, a goose egg or um, like a nice savings or whatnot to either like, so he can, we can spend it on him. Mm-hmm. But then that's why also his, a, 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 a whalo, a yeah, a whalo mm-hmm. uh, and Gigi. And then my mom and all that might had um, definitely just thrown like, hey, does he need this? Does he need that? I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, sure. Yes, he like, does. <laughs> uh, and it's like I never like this is my my father-in-law's first biological grandchild, other than my step or my wife's stepmom. Um, he definitely spoils the crap out of him. Yeah. So um, I. I enjoy that. Enjoy the, like the love he gets. So I feel like I feel for the parents that they don't have family that helps them out. So shout out to all those moms, single moms, single dads. They yeah, get no help. Definitely. And yes, I can relate because you know I'm a I'm a gaming nerd, dude. I uh, I have no shame. I started really hardcore gaming when I was like a freshman in high school, maybe even before that actually. Um, anything made by Blizzard, I'd play it. World of Warcraft, Diablo, um, and then outside of that, Call of Duty, Battlefield. I played the shit out of those. And, yeah, I get to play it every now and then still. Um, you know, my son's older than your child, so he can 
entertain himself. So I actually, the older they get, the better it is for you to play. Like your 20 minute window is turning to maybe 45 to an hour. But my suggestion to all you other dads or parents listening is, you know, take the time. If you're a gamer, well, let's just use gaming right now as one of those things. And you can plug in whatever hobby you have into this, but take the time, even if it's like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, like somehow work it out with your spouse to where like maybe you get your you time to play that 20 minute game of call of duty because that whole like just self-care dude it goes a long way 20 minutes of playing call of duty and maybe you can relate to this like you had a moment to play a match or two with your with your boys and and your wife was kind of maybe watching your kid for that 20 30 minutes and then you know it's your your shift afterwards but you get that moment and maybe she gets to go take a freaking bubble bath and do her hair or whatever or go to target or starbucks and definitely my advice is to find those moments and don't feel bad at all like you're yeah you're neglecting your kid for a half hour to play video games sometimes it's okay that's my that's my mental health suggestion to some of you dads out there, like just do it. Don't feel bad for doing it. I don't feel bad for playing an hour of World of Warcraft <laughs> right now to this day. If my son is off watching Moana or whatever, I don't feel bad because I, that one hour of playing video games totally resets me almost for the whole day, to be honest. If I can do it in the morning, like I, I'm good for the whole day. Like I had my little self-care moment and that's whatever you can plug in, whatever hobby. It doesn't have to be gaming, but just do it. And the cool thing is with my wife is like, she know I don't even have to say anything. I'll sit down and I'll kind of start gaming and Atlas is watching his movie. So he's for the most part, 90% entertained, but she kind of knows already to kind of assume that overwatch. And then when I'm done, she'll go and like do her nails or she'll go to target or she'll do whatever. And it's like, I'm on overwatch mode. I had my, my self care, which for me, an hour of gaming can keep me good for the whole day. So you got to get in that mode with your spouse, man, whether you communicate it or not. I'm just lucky that my wife and I, we don't have to say a damn thing. I'll sit down. It's gaming time for an hour. I just zone in. If my son wants to watch totally fine. But that's me for that moment. And that's uh, that's a mental health self-care, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, any any last things you want to add, my new friend, Justin? We're coming up on an hour 42. I think I'm going to call this part one on our conversation, to be honest. Shoot, yeah. Um, I'll probably I have a story to tell you off off camera that I don't feel comfortable saying. That's t- uh, That's fine, yeah. Closing, but, closing statements for you then right now, and then we'll close it out and then we'll have a little chat. Cause then I got to go into dad mode and start dinner. Um, yeah. So if anybody, anybody listening, I guess that's, uh, afraid of failure becoming a parent, uh, shit happens. Um, it's worth every, every second minute worry, uh, being sleep deprived, but, um, go in it, uh, with uh, I guess an open mind, uh, uh, especially I don't know some people going into it. Uh, if things are broken or like I've seen people talk about um, uh, sticking it out for your kid. If things aren't working out in your relationship, um, you know, do what's best. But um, I don't know, I'm rambling here. But that uh, just if 
if you want to be a parent, do it. Um, uh, if not, you know, it's not, it's not for everybody, but, um, I being an aunt, uh, being a, like an uncle, it was cool, uh, throughout the years since I was 13, I became an uncle. Um, but yeah, being a dad is, it's fucking awesome. All right. <laughs> it is awesome. It's, uh, he may look like my wife, 100%. <laughs> um, but uh, he, I can't wait uh, to play catch with him. Yeah, uh, and that be maybe hopefully be his like t-ball coach and deal with all the shenanigans that kids do, you know, at that age. So I look forward to doing that. So not really a good closing, I guess, statement on my end, but um, things will probably come to me afterwards. Yeah, that I said, but. No, that's that was totally fine, man. Another another podcast, so I'm always up for it. For sure, we're gonna have a part two because we didn't even get into bills. Remember how earlier I was like, we gotta talk about bills because we both (laughs) we both provide and we're worried as shit about the economy and bills and how like we always go three steps forward and then it's four steps back lately. I feel like so, but that'll be part two for sure. And no, that was a perfect closing statement because it was you know 100 percent honest, man. We don't script anything on this show. Um, Justin can attest. I just told him we don't, I, I pick like a couple topics and then we just, I have a little bit of whiskey, whatever Justin's drinking. I don't know if he drinks, but he's just totally chill and we just go at it. And that's how we do it on this show. So I'm always welcome to, uh, opening the show to other guests. Um, please like and share and rate and do the things for the podcast because it definitely helps me out. Eventually I'm going to open up like subscription things. I'm not a huge fan of it because sometimes I can go for weeks without doing a show. I haven't done it with this show in particular. I'm just foreshadowing potential shit happens as dads. You know, I try to do one a week, hopefully two a week doesn't happen all the time. So I don't want folks to commit to a subscription and I'm not doing one a week for like a month straight, but it would be nice to kind of bring in some income. I'm not going to lie. And that'll be a good segue to part two. Eventually, maybe we'll do one next week um, for part two in regards to bills and the economy and money and worrying and what I've done to help my family out. And not everyone's going to be in the same situation as me, but maybe it's something to think about and kind of just like, you know, I'm a 20 steps ahead kind of person. I got to think of, I know what I'm going to be doing when I'm 45, so 10 years in advance, I'm 35 right now and I have a 10 year goal and that's exactly what the F I'm going to do. And I'll go over how I'm going to do it in the next episode. So any last goodbyes, my new friend, Justin. Um, shout out to the Facebook, uh, dad group that how we met. Yep. Uh, regardless of your views on Facebook, uh, join one uh, being brand new since nine weeks being pregnant um get yourself a group of dads hopefully in america because you'll be on the same same yeah. time zone yep but yeah, get get your support group i definitely had that throughout our whole pregnancy i had a group of boys in the u.s that we uh, were all close to similar in age and different views and it was definitely really neat because you always had someone to lean back on that's other than a family or spouse, someone that's out of your realm. So, uh, join, join a small group. Uh, uh, highly recommend it. 
Yep, definitely. I can uh, attest to that. Um, did I meet you in, are we in just the, the 2022-2023 dad group, or was it the 2021? For some, I can't, I'm on two dad groups. Uh, 2020, uh, well, we got pregnant in 2022, so it have been 2021-2022. So I don't know if they update it, but it's the one where it's like a, a dad and like a couple of kids, like in you know, the backdrop. Okay. I don't know. It's whatever that's uh i'm only in the one okay that's the yeah. newest one i joined yeah for sure I, I wanted to join one where there's constantly dads going in because i'm part of a, a july 2020 dads group so all of our kids born in that month we're all going through kind of the same milestones right now um uh-huh. so i post in both groups but yeah it was definitely the newer one that i joined so well man i appreciate you reaching out to me um, I'm glad we formed this friendship. I'm definitely going to have you on the show multiple times and the other show for sure. When we get <laughs> political, cause I, I think we're going to, do, do you, do you drink at all? Uh, yeah, I'm a social drinker. Yeah, I me too. like, I me like too. having me a Bud Light draft when I go out, but, uh, uh, my wife and I get the cheap, uh, sweet wine. I'm, I'm much more, I'm a sweet wine guy, regardless of what you think, what you say. Um, I feel like it doesn't really do much, but it tastes good. But I'll definitely drink a uh, the some this one seltzer that my uh, Vizzy. I think it's called a Vizzy. Yeah, I definitely have not signed uh, legal legal Air Force documents while being buzzed. <laughs> um, um, not a while back, but I don't drink much, so it, when I do drink, it hits quickly. So that's that's the only benefit. Okay, because there's one rule on the other show is you have to maintain, even if it's just like that innocent, casual buzz, you got to do it on the show. So you won't be the only one. It'll be me as well. Okay. But that's yeah. that's that's rule number one and really the only rule on Small Town Famous. Benefit from that. She gets, we can get, she can get White Claws. We can now, we can, yeah, I'll definitely, that'll be a good. That'd be a good um, podcast right there where it's like, no, you go first. No, you go right. Like, <laughs> and if I can implement like a third person, my good friend, Steven, who also casually drinks some bourbon or whiskey with me, uh, that'll be a good little three-way conversation. Three dudes who all have kind of the same political mindset. <laughs> I don't know if we'd go anywhere with that. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. All you dads out there, just remember you are doing the best that you can. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're a kick-ass dad. Just remember that. Sorry, my music is too loud because I'm failing at this right now. Uh, this was episode eight, man. We're, we're, we're moving. This is awesome. Uh, once again, shout out to my new friend, Justin. And this episode will probably pop out in another eh, 24, 48 hours. We'll see how I feel. Put it out there. No editing needed. It's awesome. Check out holdthelinecoffee.com. Promo code STFAMOUS, 20% off, and we'll see you next time.